0: Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. The swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Behringer Ingelheim, through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Baringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedamh.com. Get your full value from start to finish with Ilanco. At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe.
1: My name's Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm the host of the podcast. Joining me in our podcast studios today is Dr. Arlene Garcia. Dr. Garcia is Assistant Professor of Animal Behavior and Welfare at Texas Tech College of Veterinary Medicine. Dr. Garcia is also a multi species animal welfare auditor and consultant. Arlene, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for being here. Why don't you give a little bit of background about yourself to the audience?
2: Sure. Thank you for the invitation. Um, so, a lot of my work uh, revolves around finding methods or developing technologies that mitigate stress in livestock. So, I've dedicated a lot of my time to doing research and going out to the field and finding the problems that we can bring to to the university and do controlled studies to find solutions solutions for producers essentially and and their animals. Um, so. I do a lot of work with transportation of uh, market pigs, um, weaned pigs, management of compromised animals, um, so just a variety of things. Um, But lately, I've also been somewhat occupied with um, developing some courses in Spanish for specific purposes in agriculture. So it's a USDA-funded project, and I work closely with the Hispanic workforce to identify barriers in timely euthanasia. Um, And also to um, Identify or close the gaps In communication between The Hispanic workforce, veterinarians And animal scientists And so I've developed three courses We should be getting wrapped up with that pretty soon And then I'll have them available To the general public um, For whoever wants to learn Spanish for specific purposes In agriculture So that's kind of a side thing But my passion is animal welfare uh, Behavior and physiology
1: Very good Dr. Garcia, I know you're here today to talk to us a little bit about some work you've been doing with uh, hydrogel beads um, and very specifically trying to use those beads to provide supplementation to our pigs during stressful times. You want to talk to us a little bit about kind of where you came across this whole idea and the whole concept behind it?
2: Yes, of course. So initially, um, you know, in the evening when you get home and you kind of scroll through social media and stuff, you see commercials here and there. And so a while back, it must have been four or five years ago, I saw a commercial where these long distance runners were stopping and grabbing some gels and putting them in their mouth to stay hydrated. And so as soon as I saw that, I said, I can apply this to livestock, um, whether it's during transport or after weaning, um, compromised animals. And so I started working on the formula um, and trying to incorporate electrolytes and different substances into the beads. But um, I realized that it's not just important to develop the beads, but you have to determine whether the animals are going to eat the beads or not. And so I developed the formula and I tried to test it on a male and a female uh, finishing pig in in a pen. And long behold, they would not eat the beads. And so I tried to put everything in the beads. I tried the smell of rotten cheese. I've tried molasses. I even tried beer um, and they just would not consume the beads. But they would consume the crud under the mats, which was like old feces and God knows what. And so I said, okay, there's a solution. Um, If I make the beads smell like whatever nasty crud is under the mats, they'll eat the beads. So I have a collaborator, uh, John McGlone, and he's also been my mentor for a long time, um, who's been working with pheromones for, for a while. And so I approached John and I said, John, I need a pheromone that smells like feces. Do you have one? And he said, actually, I do. I have a maternal neonatal pheromone that we've been using for weaned pigs that I think would be an excellent candidate for your bees. And I said, perfect. I was like, the smellier, the better. So I went back to the farm the next day. I gave each pig a kilogram of beads. I sprayed the pheromone on the bees. And there you go. Problem solved. They every single bead that I placed in that feeder. And so that solved the majority of the problem, right? If we can get the animals to consume the product, then you can manipulate the product however you want, right? And so I um I followed up with a with a study um where I transported pigs with with the gels in the trailer. So all you have to do is throw the beads on the floor in the in the bedding, um, load the pigs, and then um I used a, a simulated transport study to, to the plant. So I transported them for four hours. I had treatment pigs and I had control pigs. And so when I put the beads in the trailer, um, we had cameras recording. um, And so we could observe those behaviors and such. And so what we saw is that when we put the the beads in the trailer, they were engaged in consuming those beads automatically. As soon as they go in the trailer, they start consuming those beads. So we mixed pigs. Um, We were expecting fighting as soon as we loaded the pigs, but it didn't happen. Um, they were busy consuming the bees over a period of about an hour and a half. So it didn't completely diminish the aggression, right? But it kind of pro it, it it prolonged it. it. It took a while for them to, to develop some of those aggressive interactions. Whereas the control pigs, you know, fought for the first hour or so. And then they were very, um, you know very active they kept moving around whereas the treatment pigs consumed the bees there was a level of aggression and then they they lied down essentially and so um we found that to be very interesting um upon returning uh, to the farm and unloading the pigs what we saw is that the behavior was also different for the treatment pigs and the control pigs so when the control pigs got there um they went directly to the water they were thirsty you could see the, a level of anxiousness, whereas the treatment pigs walked into the pen, they sat down, they lied down, but they weren't um, obviously as thirsty as the other pigs. Now, that can be kind of complicated, right? Because if you have market pigs that are going to slaughter, right, to the plant, um, and they're going to be stunned electrically, then you want them to consume a lot of water. And so you have to modify those beads depending on what the producer needs are. Um, And so we realized that early on. And so we also um, saw that there was a correlation between CO2 gas that they um, were expelling, right, and body temperature. So the control pigs had higher body temperature than the treatment pigs. And so we know that they were more active on the trailer. And so being more active leads to higher temperature and so on. And so we saw that um, the CO2 levels were higher, um, for the control p- pigs, meaning that they may have been hypoventilating um, and so not getting enough enough oxygen. And that may have been due to the fighting or the activity level. And so those are some of the physiological changes that we saw in the pigs. So um, the work keeps going and going. Um, you know, we have to find the exact formulations. We also have to make sure that they don't leak. So we did have a leaking problem with the gels. And so initially I was losing about Forty percent of the content, and so we've kept refining the components of it, trying to make sure that um, it's grass approved right because we want everything to be everything that's in the beat is food grade, human food grade, and so um we're we're ensuring that we're kind of meeting the needs uh, for the industry in that in that way, and so anyway. Um, right now we finished testing it on wean pigs, and we found that just the alginate itself is sufficient enough to provide a benefit to to the to the pigs. And so that's kind of some background of, of the gels and how we use them.
1: The alginate, as I understand it, is essentially a seaweed based compound that's um, kind of an inherent to the, the bead itself, but you you mentioned supplements like electrolytes. What what other nutritional-type supplements could be included in these beets?
2: So, um, so alginate, like you mentioned, is seaweed. It's a seaweed component. So just the seaweed itself um, expands in the stomach. Um, and so when it expands, it helps the pig feel, feel satiated. And so uh, because it is a gel... It also helps the the pigs um, excrete the feces or the the fecal content that they have. Um, And so that's important for when they get to the plant, you know, that you don't have uh, fecal contamination of the the meat product and so on. But um, the alginate helps um, also maintain the different types of supplements that we've used. So we've used electrolytes. um, We've used probiotics. We've used um, inositol, so a variety of substances that are hydrophilic um, within the within the gels, and so we can modify the gel um, and incorporate really whatever we want to, and we can color them whatever color we want to. They can be blue, green, orange, whatever color. But off of our last study, we just realized that pigs like blue, wean pigs like blue better than 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 green. So when we mix the the electrolyte. Um, with the with the alginate and the the substances that made the gel, um, it turned green. And so we had a positive control and um, you know the the treatment supplement bead and so the colors were different and the pigs tended to eat the beads that were blue more than they did the ones that were green. and so we know that there is a color preference and so that helps us better refine the you know the the solution or the the component of the bead.
0: JBI helps swine producers fight against harmful pathogens with the forming power of D7 disinfectant. JBI helps treat or prevent costly outbreaks and assure eco-friendly biosecurity on farm and transport. Safe and effective against PED, PRRS, E. coli, salmonella, and other illness-causing pathogens. D7 is non-toxic, providing a safer environment for your employees, low corrosive to equipment, and breaks down biofilms. Learn more at jbidistributors.com.
1: Very interesting information. um, And I know there's a lot to learn. So I certainly welcome you, uh, Dr. Garcia, to come back on the podcast as you progress through this journey and let us know different opportunities that you see and, and hopefully eventually something that producers can go to the marketplace and purchase and start to utilize.
2: I hope so, too. And I also want to thank my collaborators, Anna Johnson and John McGlone, because, you know, sometimes they see more than what. What I see, right? Because I'm so passionate about this that sometimes, you know, we blind ourselves. I'm like, nope, it has to work. It has to work. And they're like, well, did you realize that if you do this, then this happens? I'm like, oh, I missed that. So it's always really good to have good collaborators and they've been the best. So that's, I'm very grateful.
1: That is very true in my world as a practicing veterinarian as well. Uh, there's a great saying that I, I attribute to Wade Mashoff, no matter who said it first, but two heads are better than one, even if one is a head of cabbage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: Well, thank you very much, Dr. Garcia, for coming on the show and to the audience out there. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Swine Health Black Belt podcast. Uh, please visit our website at swinehealthblackbelt.com if you haven't to check out not only this episode, but, but all of our previous episodes and subscribe to the podcast uh, so that you don't miss out on next week's episode. Thank you, Dr. Garcia. It's been a pleasure to get to chat with you. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate having you.
2: Thank you for the invitation. Nice meeting you.
1: Yep. To our audience, thank you very much for joining. Please have a great rest of your day. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to swineit.com and we would love to take a look at your research.